Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kens 5 in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, the Spurs are going to get back in action tonight as they face the Miami Heat. Hopefully they can erase that bad taste in their mouth after losing to a very, very depleted Warriors team a couple days ago. We're going to be previewing tonight's game uh, towards the end of the show. We're going to also get you caught up on what's going on with the Austin Spurs. Yes, there's more to them than just... Josh Primo and Zach Collins doing their thing out in uh, Cedar Park, Texas. And we're going to be looking at Devin Vassell and uh, his his snub for not making the Rising Stars squad. To do that, I am joined by San Antonio Sports Stars' very own Carl Shoning. He's a producer for r r in the Morning. Uh, and you can follow him on Twitter at Carl ESPN. He's also with SHN Sports. Again, follow them on Twitter at SHN Sports. It's a mouthful there, Carl. Welcome back. Hey, it's good. It's all good. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing good. Hey, I heard some good news about you guys over there at the Star. You got a new tower out there. It's going to be booming everywhere now. Everybody can pick it up. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think it pretty much spreads over the whole city. And the only place where the signal is a little weaker is if you're leaving town and going towards Seguin. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. In fact, I, I asked uh, if there was maybe a way I could get a drone shot of the new radio mm-hmm. tower. And then the, the cool thing about it that I'm surprised no one's really mentioned on air that I've heard is that it's actually on top of the Tower of Americas in downtown San Antonio. Oh, wow. So, that is so cool. It is cool, except uh, for a drone shot that doesn't really work because it's a 750-foot yeah. tall uh, building. So, yeah, not not uh, not something that's easily cleared for me to be able to just send a drone out to. Yeah. I had it, and it's a new uh, um, uh, dial on the radio right now. I, I don't know it offhand. It's one hundred three three FM. 94. Yeah, one hundred three. What was it again? One hundred three three FM. So there we go. Uh, that's the FM signal, and the AM signal is still twelve fifty AM. So there you go. Uh, no excuse for you to start uh, listening or continue listening to the San Antonio Sports Star on radio. My favorite place, though, Carl, is just to simply go to the YouTube page. I think that's the easiest. You know, you just go there, search star, and you guys see Carl doing his thing behind the glass as he produces for R&R in the morning and so much more. Even, I guess, meeting Troy Aikman. Was that a pretty cool experience? You know, I'm an Eagles fan, so it actually uh, took a literally <laughs> ounce of me not to boo him as he walked by. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. that No, it, it, it was cool that Troy was out there. It's it's funny that he's he's this legendary cowboy, but, you know, he was winning Super Bowls when I was four, so... I really know him much more as a broadcaster than I do a player. All right. Well, um, uh, maybe, just maybe, Carl can give us a little bit of his stand-up later on the show. Maybe. No pressure. No pressure, Carl. You know, but I think it would be a nice little treat uh, for the listeners. <laughs> but more on that later. through the podcast. Yes, yes okay. exactly. <laughs> uh, let's go to jump into it. Um, let's start off with Devin Vassell. Uh, the uh, NBA announced the 2022 uh, Rising Star squads, freshmen and sophomores. And <laughs> to everybody's shock, Devin Vassell was left off. He was not quiet about it. He went to social media uh, with a little angry emoji face saying he's going to work harder, you know, that he, you know, he wasn't too shocked. But yet it was, uh, it was still upsetting to him. Even DeJounte Murray said it after the loss to the Warriors saying that it did bother his teammate. Carl, um, big-time snub, WTH, why? 
I don't really know why the choices were made to not include Vassell. I suppose it's just a simple overlook that uh, to maybe there's just a limited amount of number. And it seemed like they really wanted to go for the traditional roster build. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why you see somebody like Isaiah Stewart from the Pistons, who's, you know, a big man making it over Devin Vassell. And I would assume that if you were just doing a standard general draft where Mm -hmm. position didn't matter, then Vassell would probably be above guys like uh, Isaiah Stewart. So, you know, that that's all good. And they've even extended this to be something that includes the G League Ignite because the mm-hmm. Ignite actually had their season finished during the Showcase Cup that mm-hmm. ended at the Vegas Showcase. So this is also sort of an event for these guys that have skipped college to come to the, the G League now and you know, I, I like that it's maybe a chip for Vassell if mm-hmm. that's something he really wanted and felt like it could maybe make him work harder among his peers. That's great. Uh, that game tends to just sort of be a, a, a almost um, a boring summer pickup <laughs> basketball game anyhow. Basically so, is, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I get what I, I would probably be mad too if I were him, if I were a sophomore and. I felt like looking at the roster, I was left off. But mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, it's it's not like it's a uh, terribly big deal in terms of the game being super prestigious. Although it is pretty prestigious to be, you know, considered right. whatever it is top fifteen in your class mm-hmm. by the second year. Uh, you, you know, who do you maybe kick out like a Cole Anthony? Uh, right. I think Sadiq Bay and Desmond Bain are definitely guys that deserve mm-hmm. to be in there. Lamelo Ball and uh, Anthony Edwards, you can't uh, take away from them. But uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Maxey, maybe those are two guys that have just gotten a little bit more fanfare and usage rate than Devin Vassell. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I hope that you know, if anything, Vassell makes them look back on the this. No one looks back on Rising Stars games. What am I talking about? But <laughs> you, you know, you look back at this Rising Star game in three years and say, "Man, where was Devin Vassell?" Right. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you're absolutely right. If I'm Devin Vassell, where I'm his teammates, you know, and just want a lot of fire on him more so than what he probably has right now, I'm slapping that roster on his locker room, just saying, look at that. Every time you go out there and play, you know, uh, your opponent and go out there and prove him wrong. I mean, it is definitely as as the water boy would say, Carl, uh, tackling fuel uh, for <laughs> for Devin Vassell moving forward. Uh, yeah, it'd be big time snub. You look at some of the numbers. You know, he ranks, you know, 10th overall in sophomores in, among his class in scoring and, and rebound and, and block shots in, in the top 10. He's having a career stat numbers, uh, you know, peppered throughout uh, his stat line this uh, season, you know, playing very, very well. I and mean, he had a little bit of a slump there a little while ago, but he, he's kind of come out of it. Um, reliable three-point shooter, guy can defend, light, lengthy get to the rim. He does it all for San Antonio. His, you know, regardless of the snub, his future is very bright, Carl. And I think that a lot of Spurs fans feel like he is sort of uh, the next good three and D wing. He sort of reminds me of Bruce Bowen. I I really like Mm -hmm. how he plays defense. And I I think he has a bit more offensive skills than Bruce, obviously. And that's something that shows uh, the the Spurs have a lot of really talented young guards, and he's just one of them. And you, you know, he's almost like guard forward that that modern three that uh, you hope really the Spurs can develop into a guy that again you look back at this rising star challenge mm-hmm. and you say that it, 
Vassell is one of the best players on this roster and uh, or on, on this uh, this this class. Mm-hmm. So I, I won't, I, I'm surprised that you, you dropped those facts on me. I forgot that he would be top 10 in all of those things and they would mm-hmm. still leave him yeah. out. So, yeah, you know, Isaac Okoro, yeah. he's he's probably somebody that I could see Vassell should have jumped, but maybe because of the success of the Cavaliers, they felt like they needed to include him. Exactly. But, yeah, you know, th- those kinds of things. Um, it's not terribly big deal to me personally, but I know that if I were, you know, a diehard, uh, you know, passionate fan, then I probably would see where it's like, yeah, you can get mad about that. And then if you're Devin Vassell, like you said, uh, tackling fuel, because it's mm-hmm. hard being an NBA athlete. You got to find motivation from other places, and uh, that'll fuel the developmental fire. DeJounte Murray, not only did he uh, say after the uh, Warriors game recently that I did kind of bum Vassell out, but he did sit, follow that up by saying that, you know, Devin quickly, you know, moved on, didn't really sit with him, you know, more than just that, that moment. Uh, interesting, though. Uh, you read what uh, Murray had to say about why his teammate got snubbed, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically, he, you know, Murray is saying that it's just because it's San Antonio, nobody really pays attention to what's going on in the uh, city, uh, at least what's going on with the roster right now. He says, "Quote: I guess it's the San Antonio thing. They don't look over here." What do you? What do you? What is your take? What do you take away from that comment from Murray? BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And as football continues its march through the playoffs, right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of the all-new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. Man, the Spurs were winning championships, and I felt like they weren't looking over here. <laughs> how, how many <laughs> years was it? You know, back when the Spurs were in their heyday, and ESPN was like, "Oh, right, the Spurs are pretty good." Right, but whatever. You yeah. know, it's it, it sort of. I don't know why. I don't think anybody could ever figure out why the the Spurs sort of get overlooked, even when they were just consistent contenders every year. But uh, it is sort of an unfortunate thing. You look at somebody like mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan last year in his all-star quest. He, he should have definitely made the NBA all-star team as one of those selected reserves that uh, Adam Silver, I think, picked Mike Conley over him. Uh, and yeah. You know, those kinds of things, especially now with the season he's having in Chicago and all the recognition he's getting, we're just kind of like, yo, he was doing this stuff in San Antonio. You know, he might not have been putting up 26 points per game, but he was averaging more assists and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's sort of um, it's sort of a bummer because there is some truth to that. For whatever reason, the national media tends to leave spurs out of the general discussion and uh, that does sort of seem to hurt mm-hmm. these all-star weekend events where uh, you you again talk about somebody like a cole anthony who's just marginally in the same realm as devin vassell getting the nod over mm-hmm. devin vassell and you know i'm not saying Orlando's a place that we really talk a lot about <laughs> what's going on either but uh, i do think that cole anthony has had some 
better overall stat lines and then those sort of nods on well yeah have you ever seen him put up 25 points and you know 10 assists and 10 rebounds mm-hmm. i don't know if he's had a triple double like that but i know that he's had some really big games and i think those big games has sort of been the thing that you know punctuate cole anthony getting out there and the spurs they would need to do you know five points better and three mm-hmm. assists better and three rebounds better to get the same recognition it feels like and mm-hmm. and that's unfortunate you, you know it, it's I, I don't really know what the answer might be about that but DeJounte is sort of on to something because he's seen it firsthand with his other mm-hmm. teammates such as uh, DeMar DeRozan and probably even going back to when they were really good his rookie yep. year uh, so yeah he knows what it's like and uh, I don't know what the fix really is about it. He should uh, go and talk to uh, Tony Parker, Manu, and Tony and uh, Timmy about that. <laughs> you know how, how how it was back in the day when they were like you mentioned they're winning titles. You know Timmy's putting up near quad doubles in the finals. You know Manu's being Manu. Tony is destroying the competition. Remember that time when he was leading the league in paint points? It was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and yet the Spurs really were often overlooked. So. It may be a little late, Carl. Maybe we should welcome DeJounte to San Antonio because this is what it is. You know, welcome to San Antonio, DeJounte. This is how it's been for uh, the Spurs for the most part. You know, now, you know, to to the national media's credit, especially TV, yeah, they were on a lot more frequently than they are now. But was it this year? Zero, zero national games for the Spurs. It wasn't, but, wasn't uh, it one in this previous one, Memphis yep. game where John Morant yep. uh, went off, was actually taken off of uh, yep. ESPN that for was the one. Nick's heat. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, it goes back to what you were saying. Tony was sort of asked about that kind of stuff. And he said, yeah, I don't get it. If we were the Knicks, everybody would love us. <laughs> and that's, and, and there is right. some truth to that. I think there's just something sort of, uh, San Antonio, it's mostly kind of known for the Alamo and being a laid back family city where uh, it's not, e- despite its size, I think they're top 10 in the country. Uh, San Antonio is not a huge TV market. So that that's right. sort of something that I think plays into it a little bit. But, you know, I know that this is it's also San Antonio is the only major sporting Mm-hmm. Uh, team in town so right they, they obviously love their team a lot more than the national media loves their team absolutely so hey Vassell chin up you know your teammate Murray told us you moved on and uh needs to say uh Carl a lot of Spurs fans came to Vassell's defense uh once uh Vassell you know publicly shared his thoughts on the snub so a lot of Spurs fans showed uh that they have his back and look Devin you know there's still a chance maybe you know somebody bows out you know COVID or simply they just pass it up but uh maybe with crossing fingers he'll he'll be able to do that because I think he did say ahead of the Warriors game that is something that he wanted to do in his NBA career unfortunately it did not happen but uh chin up Devin Spurs fans still got your back we all saw it on social media and uh, again tackling fuel Devin use it as tackling fuel you know, for those who do not know, Carl also is the voice of uh, the Austin Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs, a G League affiliate. He calls games from time to time. If you popped in and watched them on YouTube or ESPN Plus, you know, you might hear that familiar face, your uh, voice you're hearing right now. Carl, uh, by the way, bang up job so far this season behind the mic uh, for the Austin Spurs. But 
uh, you know, a lot of Spurs fans right now are out keeping an eye on Austin because of, you know, Wieskamp and Primo and now Zach Collins. And they're playing great, you know. They're playing good. Jock Landale took a spell out there a couple of games. Uh, but there's more to the Austin Spurs than just those guys. There's a lot of guys on the Austin roster that are really, really trying to make their way to the league. And we got to start out with Devontae Kaycock. My goodness, he looked like he was a man possessed with that, that double-double uh, record that recently was uh, uh, stopped. But nevertheless, you got Devontae Kaycock, Jalen Morris, the list goes on and on. Are there any surprise names that you're seeing out there that are making your eyes open when you're on the mic and saying, wow, this guy is really good? You, you know, you bring up Devontae Kaycock, and I think he's as close as a franchise player as you're going to get yeah. in the G League because uh, it's such roster turnover that you're not going to have somebody who's consistently the best player on your team for five to six years in, in the G League. But, uh, you know, the Spurs have done a good job in terms of scouting, and Devontae Kaycock is easily one of the most consistent forces that the Spurs have ever had in their two-way guys. Mm-hmm. He's constantly putting up, you know, twenty-something points and double-digit yeah. rebounds. And I, I believe going into the Santa Cruz game, it was like just under twenty-three points, and he was leading the league or he was second in the league in rebounds per game with like mm-hmm. thirteen. And he throws in a block, and he's been improving his three-point shooting. So Devontae Kaycock is. Easily the the guy that I would say he's going to be fun guy to watch. A lot of rim rolls, a lot of screen sets. So uh, he he definitely has his fun in, in the G League because he is somebody who's like a six seven monster forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that that would be the guy that I would point out to to players. You know, Gail, it's really a good team. They do a good job constructing a roster that I think can put up points. Somebody like Galen Robinson who was when he was at U of H, the guy who I believe he had won the second most games Mm -hmm. at the University of Houston, and he played in the most games. And uh, he was on that 2020 G League squad that never got to get into the postseason, uh, you know, during the the COVID shutdown. And Mm -hmm. he was one of the guys that was really playing well. And uh, Caleb Johnson, Keldon's brother, he comes yep. in and provides some energy minutes. Uh, you know, it, it's tough to get into to naming guys, and you feel like you might forget somebody as, as you sort of go through mm-hmm. off the top of the head. Is uh, you've mentioned Jalen Morris, who the Spurs have actually signed, and uh, he he has some skills too. Damian Dotson is, is yes. somebody who actually is a NBA vet. He's played in uh, several NBA games, so. Uh, he's another solid guard that they have out there, and I, I wish we we've seen a little bit more of Joe Wieskamp, but uh, you know that's yeah. sort of selfishly wishing for because he's been with the San Antonio roster mm-hmm. for a little while now. But he's a really good athlete. I think he can really shoot it as well, and uh, nobody better to learn from than Doug McDermott when you absolutely skill set. So. Uh, I, I'm excited to see Joe Wieskamp's future as he was a, a two-way mm-hmm. guy that the Spurs picked up in the second round this previous draft. And uh, it's worth it to watch these Austin Spurs games Absolutely. if you're a San Antonio Spurs fan because the Spurs really do utilize that G League. And, uh, you know, again, I, I know I'll forget somebody if I start naming most of the roster, but Eric Coleman's been somebody who's been yep. a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah, and he was actually, if I'm not mistaken, the guy that the Miami Heat signed to yes. 
be the uh, like last the replacement man on the roster yeah. to yeah. for the game that you know we'll be talking. They're gonna about make here up tonight. Moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, exactly. Because uh, the, they they had such injuries, and then they had a COVID outbreak, and eventually they just said, you know what, we did just sign this guy, but we I think Jimmy Butler was one who wasn't able to go because of a knee mm-hmm. injury, and they 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 called that off. So. You know, fortunately, here we sit in uh, still a COVID era season, and that's the only game that's really been stopped. But the the G League very important, and mainly to keep the games going right now. Mm-hmm. It's such a fun league; they they don't it really is. stop running, and uh, no, they, they have no. all these fun rules that I hope get adopted. I don't know if the free throw rule will get adopted, where for the first forty six minutes of the game, every trip yeah. to the free throw line is one point, uh, one trip. One free throw yeah. attempt to, to, or to, as many to equal out the the two point shot or the three or the three shot. I think that's how it goes. If you make the first one, and if you hit a two point shot, then you just worth two points. And then and also to the three point shot, right? If you make the first one, you get all three, right? This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure endless lines? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on to their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Correct, yeah, only one. So if you're fouled on a three-point shot and you go to the free throw line, it's one free throw attempt for three three. Right, yeah. Yeah, and that really has, uh, I don't know, I I would say eliminated seven minutes of the game because – you're talking about a game where a lot of trips to the free throw line is probably around 14 as opposed to <laughs> in the 20s. And yeah. that's that's a really cool uh, factor that the, the G League's working on. I don't know if that'll go into effect, but uh, one of the best things that the G League has implemented that the NBA needs to adopt is called the transition take foul, where mm-hmm. if uh, a team's on a fast break opportunity, and a defender just sort of uses a foul without going at the ball, like making a play on the ball. It's uh, treated like a technical. It's free throw. It's one free throw right. and the ball back to the team that was fouled. So, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the only time that doesn't go into effect is a penalty situation. So, mm-hmm. if your team's in the penalty and commits that foul, it's just two free throws. Uh, you know, because you're saying we're, we're just sending them to the line. But in that particular case. I still feel like it should be a technical foul because the NBA fast break these days, you're taking away a potential three points, mm-hmm. you know? So it should be sort of uh, the technical foul, if you will, the take, take free throw, and then the party that was fouled should go to the line shoot too. But right. you, you, we can't fix the, we can't make the rule perfect uh, according to Carl, but I, I enjoy the, the G League <laughs> We can't? Rules. Shocking. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I know, I've, been, I've been trying to make friends with the, uh, the regional uh officials advisor that's at the game and just to sort of give give him my two cents and um you know i I think he enjoys talking to me sometimes steve is a nice guy he's at all the austin spurs games and uh he's the guy who critiques the officials and grades them and he was telling we were talking about a review one time and he said we went over that for 15 minutes and we decided that the offensive player was at fault and i said well you know 
this sort of <laughs> happened with that offensive player where he stepped out of a three-point shot into a two to initiate the contact and he's like I didn't think about it that way. And I'm like, you looked at it for 15 minutes and you didn't think about it that way. But, <laughs> you know, he said it's a gray area and it was, it was kind of funny and, and cool. You know, that obviously that's the, the other side of the G league is the officials probably have a better path to the NBA than 90% of the players on the court. So, uh, right. you know, those are the officials of the future as well. Yeah. I, you know, you're, you're talking about some of the players, you know, the roster, you know, and, and the excitement that the Austin Spurs bring uh, to the fans that hit up Cedar Park or just watch on uh, YouTube or, or whatever outlet they go to. You, know, you, you probably missed a, a ridiculous, I mean, ridiculous jam by Arik Holman recently. I mean, that thing was just crazy how he just flushed it um, against the uh, Sky Force. I mean, it, it got me off my seat. And you're missing things like, uh, as I mentioned, Devontae Kaycox, his recent double-double streak. Uh, that was just great to see. By the way, I spoke to Coach uh, Trevino after that game uh, where he subbed uh, for uh, Coach Bo- Bozik. And uh, he took the blame for uh, Kaycox not getting the record because he said, I should have played him more. So uh, yeah, we, we, had a, we, we had a laugh about that. Yeah, and there was a little confusion because at one point he did have eight points. And I saw then, that. Yes, then he, and, yeah. Then and he got a layup. He and took it away. Was, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I don't know what what exactly went down there. And then the final seconds, uh, you know, they were mm-hmm. trying to win, and, and uh, Santa Cruz pulled away, and Zach Collins, literally their last possession, uh, forced a turnover, trying to commit mm-hmm. uh, or you know force the issue to uh, Devonte and. You know, mm-hmm. I think Devontae is the kind of guy that would rather have the win than the the record, the double-double streak right. continuing. He already set the record. You know, he would much rather have the win. But, yeah, there are a lot of fun things going on in the G League. And uh, and I've, I've been somebody who's watched the Austin Spurs since they were the Austin Toros, and the G League was more of a last-chance league. It's a far cry mm-hmm. from that now. So, you know, the the negative connotations that have been – associated with what was the D league. They shouldn't be there anymore. Pretty much since the real inception of the two way contracts, because that's just Mm -hmm. a flux of NBA level talent thrown into that league. And, and now these guys that used to be, Oh, he's going to be a good European player when you saw them in college, but said, you know, what is he going to make the NBA? It's like, nah, he's going to be a good European player. It's now he's going to be a good G league player. And, and, you know, that might still only be like a two-year thing before they finally go overseas to really make their money. But uh, it is nice that the NBA has developed this domestic league for mostly Americans to stay home and have a shot at the NBA. Yeah. And uh, you, you talk about the speed of, of uh, the G League uh, play on the court. There's a reason why Zach Collins is spending some time with Austin, because you know, you get in shape fast. You're getting in. Sh- you're getting your legs back fast. You're getting your wind back. Uh, I mean, it is great as far as the pace is concerned. If you want to see faster basketball, faster than even the NBA, Carl. It, yeah, that's the one thing that you could probably argue the G League has over the NBA is their their pace is unreal. I, I don't know why. What particular reason other than. Uh, what it used to be is sort of, hey, I got the ball, it's my shot. And the league's really come a long way from that mindset from the players that, that used to be there. It used to be worse than Juco, according to a friend of mine that used to play in the G League. And yeah. uh, the guy's just trying to get theirs. But 
still you'll see uh, Santa Cruz came in the other night and they put up 109 shots <laughs> in, in a game. And I think that they still had like 14 turnovers. So yeah, you're going to see a pace usually in the 120s where there's a uh, 120, yeah. 130 possessions for one team. And that, that, that's, that's good for somebody like Zach Collins. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. You know, before that, Jock Landale, who were on assignment for reconditioning, Obviously, Landell was dealing with uh, post-COVID and post-concussion mm-hmm. uh, stretch that he had to start off the season. But Collins coming in off of that fractured ankle hasn't really been able to play a full 48-minute game with you know contact and everything until he was cleared uh, in July, uh, January sometime. So uh, it's a good thing because I think it really does help you get those sprints in and play at an NBA speed, if not a mm-hmm. little bit faster. Uh, the size and physicality isn't quite the same, but it, it is uh, a good way to, to kind of get your legs back underneath you. Because I remember that first Collins game, he must have already run 50 sprints, if yeah, not if, if not quick. 70 sprints uh, before there was this play where if it were practice, he would have just a nice explosive jam and he took off and he just didn't quite have the air underneath him because it was the third quarter. And uh, I, I think that since then, you can tell that his conditioning has improved and h- how long the conditioning process happens. You know, that's uh, obviously something that the Spurs determine, not the broadcasters, but Collins is looking much better. And I'm excited to see what he does, whether it's with the affiliate club in San Antonio or on assignment. He is Carl Shoning. Follow him on Twitter at Carl ESPN. He's a producer for R&R in the morning from 7 to 10 over at San Antonio Sports Star. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter right now. The Spurs and Miami will hook up uh, later tonight. Hopefully the Spurs can snap their two-game losing streak and give the Heat another loss in the L column. They're on a three-game Losing skid. Some uh, quick housekeeping about today's game. Uh, Spurs enter tonight's contest 19 and 33. Miami is 32 and 20. This is the first time they meet this season, as Carl pointed out. Their uh, earlier matchup it was postponed because of the COVID hit, and this is the makeup game. Uh, the uh, Spurs, uh, again, Carl, looking to get off that uh, losing streak here. Uh, when I look at this uh, game tonight, I look at slowing down Miami's uh, passing. And, you know, they definitely share the ball. They re- they have recorded more assists than their opponent in eight straight games, Carl. So they're moving that ball around constantly. They're moving, moving, moving. And for the Spurs, you know, I, I got to start off with this. It's like, just forget about what happened in Golden State. I mean, they really just got to forget it and move on, Carl. Yeah, you know, that's sort of the beauty of the NBA schedule is that you, you're going to run into the – the bad games and then you'll have a couple days off and then you you can try and get that bad taste out of your mouth. That was a a more unfortunate loss than some of the Mm -hmm. losses we've had this season in San Antonio. So uh, it it is something that I think the Spurs have a tough opponent that they now have to face. Uh, I don't know what the standings are, but the, the heat are right there at the top of the East and in in this game, it's another opportunity to show that you can hang with these big boys. The The one thing about this Austin or the San Antonio Spurs team is that they have been beating and hanging with some of the best teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back a few more nights to 
that game against the Suns. And, and, and you know, I don't mean to harp on officiating too much, but uh, there were two missed travel calls in each of the Warriors and the Suns game that if you do make the correct call as officials, you know, the Spurs might not be on this losing streak we're talking about. They, they could mm-hmm. be sitting somewhere a little bit happier, but obviously that's sort of what you, you need to 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 roll with the punches, if you will. In the NBA, there's going to be missed calls. There's going to be close games that you don't pull out and uh, no better time to bounce back than uh, the next game. And the Heat, mm-hmm. as, as tough as they're going to be, I think the, the Spurs do have a, an opportunity to to sort of close out a homestand uh, and um, just take it to the, the Miami mm-hmm. Heat and get, get back right. on the winning ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing to keep an eye on is the Spurs have gone to the free throw line, Carl, fewer times than their opponent in six straight games. They got to get to that free throw line. They got to break that. You got a lot of athletic guys on the San Antonio roster that can attack the rim from Keldon to Lonnie to Devin. You know, I'd like to see them address that right away and also limit second chance points. I mean, we saw that was a big reason why the Spurs lost with Golden State. Rebounding, hopefully, as of this recording, uh, the Spurs have not announced whether Jock or Yaka will play. They both uh, left the game against the Warriors due to some head injuries. Uh, Popovich said after his chat with media following the Warriors game that the doctors advised that Perto not play because he had a slight vision blurriness. So hopefully that's not anything bad. Uh, but yeah, hopefully the Spurs can simply break their losing streak. It's... Um, you know, it, it's that that Rudy road trip's right around the corner, Carl. They they got to pick up the wins at home while they can, because they're going to be away from San Antonio for quite some time, Carl. Yeah, the annual rodeo road trip. It, it can sort of be a, a good opportunity for this team to be the team that they they hope they can be. Which, uh, you, you know, obviously as it stands, they're nineteen and thirty three. Although, if you look at something mm-hmm. that I think sort of projects how I feel about this team, their expected win loss record, according to Basketball Reference, is five hundred at twenty six and twenty six, mm-hmm. and, and that's sort of where I see this team as uh, they they've hit a lot of tough breaks that have their record so far below five hundred compared to where I think they should be, right around five hundred. That uh, they, they're going to have to bounce back on this rodeo road trip. I, I'm pulling up mm-hmm. the schedule now just to sort of give myself an eye, a refresher as to what's to come. I forgot that they do have another game against the Rockets. Uh, uh, they second do, night yes. of a back-to-back. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, th- this is going to be a tough one. Cleveland, they don't mess around. Atlanta, uh, you know, right there before. It, that'll yep. be right after the trade deadline. So, you know, we'll mm-hmm. want to see if we look at a new look Atlanta Hawks that – may or may not have John Collins, who I think is a little more expendable. Good job on them for asset management by keeping <laughs> Collins around. But they have Onyeka Okongwu, who they spent the sixth overall pick on. They have uh, Jalen Johnson, who they just drafted in the first round. So, uh, you know, they, they might be looking for a bit more backcourt help uh, during this, uh, you know, trade deadline. So that, that'll mm-hmm. be the first game after the trade deadline. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, you got to win that game. Uh, Chicago yep. Bulls, you just beat the Bulls, and they're well aware of that. The Thunder, mm-hmm. that's another must-win. The Wizards, they might be without Bradley Beal, although we're talking about later in the month as opposed to right now where he's getting a uh, wrist evaluated. Uh, then again with Miami, so we're seeing them twice in this month uh, in Miami that time, and right. it, I think that that's a, a, a tough game as well in Memphis. So 
I, I hate to say that it's a tough stretch because it, it's the NBA. They're all tough games right. for the most part, but there's only two or three of those games where I really feel confident where that should hopefully be a Spurs for the uh, a win for the Spurs. But, you know, this team's been surprising. If all of a sudden they come out of this rodeo road trip with only a couple losses, then they're right there back in the hunt with an easier March schedule uh, for that 10 slot. And I still think that 10 slot is uh, the, the goal because you're not going to tell any of these Spurs players, you know, we're looking at this Paolo Banchero guy, <laughs> you know, that's all Spurs <laughs> Twitter talk. That That's all, yeah. it, you, you know, in a way, I almost wonder if there are Spurs fans that were so spoiled by having star players on their team that right. they're more fans of having star players on their team than they are of the actual team. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are years where, Hey, you know, the, the 76ers had no players in the top hundred. It felt mm-hmm. like to me. So, you know, the, the fact that the Spurs for so long had three guys that were top 30 players, mm-hmm. it obviously spoils you a little bit. And uh, you hope that you can maybe get another Tim Duncan with the number one overall right. pick. Yeah, yeah. So uh, get ready, Spurs fans. It's going to be a road road trip time soon, but they got to take care of business tonight versus Miami. Uh, A little tidbit about Carl that you may not know. This is where Carl's probably going to fight back on me now. Um, (laughs) Is uh, you know he he openly admitted on R and R that uh, he had dreams of maybe one day being a a stand up comedian. Rob and your and your colleague uh, Rudy J. They were taken aback by that. I was taken aback by that, not in a negative way, but kind of like, oh, like a, a pleasantly surprised. And I said, you know, and when I when I heard you say that, Carl, my first thought was like, you know what? It would have worked for Carl. It would work for Carl because he has that very flat, deadpan kind of approach just to everyday talk. Even when you make your little uh, funny comments on air, that I think, you know what? I think it'll work. Like I think it would work on stand up. So. I don't want to push Carl too much, you know, he is the guest right now, but I'm hoping that maybe just maybe Carl will give us just a little bit of maybe one day his dream coming true of some stand up comedy. Like what would it, what I know you mentioned to me, like you're more of a physical comedian, but is there any way we can get you to do a few, a few lines, a few jokes that you may have stored up there? You're about seven years too late, Jeff. I, <laughs> I I was like 23 when I thought that maybe I could uh, put together a solid tight five and go to an open mic night and see how it went. But uh, I, I did. Part of the reason I thought that was because I had other friends who were interested. And in, uh, shout out to uh, Devin Walker, who is from Pflugerville, went to Texas State with me and is now a I believe he's doing all right comedian and it's a hustle. It's a, it's really, you know, I, I can't give you any of my, um, my, 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 my solid stuff because it, it's just a joke after a joke after a joke is what I've learned. And it's maddening to, to try and come up with that many jokes. And then it's also a talent to actually be funny consecutively. And then someone like me who is sort of a dry sense of humor, mm-hmm. you, you have to really, uh, work on that kind of craft and and then you have to look at everybody else you can't be a robin williams but you can maybe take something from robin williams where he had a lot of really good physical comedy Mm -hmm. because you could just tell by his facial expressions and his 
uh, body movement that that really complements the joke. It's not always uh, what you say or how you say it. It's what was your body doing while you were saying that. So uh, stand-up comedy, if you go all the way back to Seinfeld, has been something that mm-hmm. I've always really liked. I was a big fan of Seinfeld growing up. And it's also, unfortunately, in the world that we live in and probably where, where I kind of started with my general uh, comedy thoughts was uh, you sort of have to shock and awe people. That That's really mm-hmm. what gets the you're not really even looking for laughs. You're, you're sort of looking for just some kind of reaction from the audience that hopefully sparks some chuckles. And mm-hmm. then if you get just a few reactions of those chuckles, then half a second later, everybody else will sort of give their own reaction. Because sometimes when you tell a joke, people don't quite catch that it was a joke, if that makes sense. <laughs> and, and and then it, if you get one little chuckle, then everybody else will be like, yeah, that was funny. It, it, so yeah, I, I almost go back to uh, I went to David Letterman in New York Uh I can't remember what year it was. It was. I do remember it was cool, though, because they did all of their filming all week on Monday. So it's all an mm-hmm. illusion. He only works one day a week. And uh, I saw Paul Rudd was his guest uh, when I when I went. And that was Thursday's show. But before the show, they warmed us up. They They basically told us the show is not funny unless you laugh at him. And you need to make every joke sound like he's funny because you make him funny not the jokes and i kind of thought about that it's like you know that's true and and then you look at all these shows that have laugh tracks those laugh tracks are cues for you to laugh along with the laugh track (laughs) more so than (laughs) for you to find manufactured comedy yeah exactly so so you know that that's sort of what i found out about comedy in my brief stint and and if i i'd be lying if i put together a a type five I, i think Really, if I ever tried it out, it was probably around two and a half, three minutes. And then I realized just, you know, I talk a lot for for sports, but the sports basically give me the words to to actually just come up with everything and remember everything and nail it. It it, it really was something that I I gave up on that dream quick. And then you also look at the lifestyle of these. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you look at the lifestyle of these comedians and it's a grind. I want to say I saw... um, uh cat williams documentary where he was you know at, at his peak and he was saying hey this was a long climb there there were years where i didn't even clear ten thousand dollars because wow. i was trying to do wow. this and you know that you, you yeah. listen to something like that and it's like that's true people aren't really spending a lot of money mm-hmm. on stand-up comedy you have to get into a movie or get a tv yeah, deal a tv and, deal and, yeah yeah so so I'm sorry to disappoint you and the listeners. I don't really have a joke. <laughs> I, I I did have a joke, uh, something along the lines of like, uh, you know, should I should I be offended that I'm not uh, invited to do cocaine at house parties? Because yeah, I, I think that's you know, funny. It, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was in college, and and yeah, I noticed that people just sort of thought that I was uh, a laid back, straight edged person, yeah. which, I, which I am. You, you know, I, I would never actually do. <laughs> well, I've never done yeah. cocaine, and nor what I yeah. what I. Uh, yeah, he's clean, everybody. Invited. He's clean. But, he's clean. But but it, it was just one of those funny lines where I, yeah. I, I was just like, you know what? I think people would find that amusing, and and that that made sort me of, chuckle. Yeah, yeah, right. But, <laughs> but made then, me chuckle. But but then yeah. I, I, I had friends who actually were doing it, and it was something yeah. like, "Oh hey, uh, bad idea." Uh, yeah, it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> yeah, he is Carl Shoney with San Antonio Sports Star. Follow him on Twitter, Twitter at Carl ESPN. A.
uh, right now, and uh, he produces R and R. I am Jeff Garcia. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. The list goes on and on. You no excuse for you not to check out Lockdown Spurs. We thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. So for Carl, the comedian Shonin, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Mm-hmm.